Hey guys, I am super duper excited for today's podcast. I have Carrie Ann Woods. I am interviewing her. She is phenomenal. And I met her at a Chamber event. I've told you guys, the Chamber is amazing. You meet all kinds of fun and interesting people. Carrie Ann is certainly all of those things. Let's dive into who she is, actually. She's the author of four best-selling books, including So Close to Amazing, The DIY Decorate-It-Yourself Planner, and The DIY Style Finder. She writes the decorating and lifestyle blog Thistlewood Farms from her project-filled historic home in busy Dallas Metroplex, where she lives with her husband and four children. If you wander down to the tree-lined streets of Carrie Ann's beloved hometown, McKinney, you might find her painting mismatched chairs, listening to Christmas carols, no matter the season, transforming trash to treasure, or walking hand-in-hand with her knight in shining armor husband to a Friday night football game. Thistlewood Farms is full of stories of family and faith and features hundreds of home decor projects Carrie Ann creates every week for readers. The blog was awarded Country Living Decorating Blog of the Year, was named one of the top 10 decorating blogs by Better Homes and Garden, and was voted one of the best DIY blogs of 2015. Carrie Ann has been featured not only in Better Homes and Garden Christmas Ideas, but Country Living, Flea Market Decor, Country Woman, HGTV Magazine, The Cottage Journal, The Chicago Tribune, Reloved, the and This Old House Magazine, and on popular websites, including the Today Show, Better Homes and Garden, Country Living, Apartment Therapy, Good Housekeeping, Media Kicks, Bob Villa, and BuzzFeed. Carrie Ann has made appearances on numerous television programs, including Nashville, Channel 5's Talk of the Town, and Channel 8 in Dallas. Guys, this is such a thrill. This is such a privilege to have her on the show. I just love everything she had to say on this podcast. I know you will too get your pens and paper out because she is going to be dropping some pearls. And you'll be able to catch her over on my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. It will be linked below, so make sure you're subscribed so that when those videos do come out, you will have access to all of the pearls she is sharing there as well. All right, let's dive in and let's learn a little bit more about Miss Carrie Ann Wood. I bet you thought an inspection, balance, and alignment were words only used to describe a car tune-up. Nope, you may need one as well. As the BU boss, I work with people just like you, people in need of a tune-up. Let me help you become a more effective, efficient, and aware leader so that you can live the life you want doing what you're passionate about. Visit my website, andreapatrick.com today and click work with me in the menu selection. I'd love to get on a discovery call with you so that we can work on your brand tune-up. Between you and I, I was lonely. I was there in a new area that I didn't know a lot of people and I had kids and I was, you know, working at the, I kind of volunteered at the school and helped out with the kids. And then one day I thought, you know what, I I need some friends. Like I need friends. So I went online with, you know, and I thought I'm going to start a blog and I never intended for it to be a business. Welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Whether you're the CEO of your life, your profession, or your business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. 
I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter, not harder, using personal branding and authenticity. Now, hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. Okay, I am so excited to talk with you, Carrie Ann. Now, as you know, and I've already mentioned it to the people beforehand, you were one of my favorite speakers during the chamber event that we did. And you and I had coffee together with your wonderful husband at Starbucks and just became fast friends. And so now I want everybody listening to the podcast to be a fast friend too. So we're going to dive in. Tell us, tell us a little bit more, something that wasn't in your bio that people might be surprised by. Okay, so oh gosh, there's I'm I'm kind of full of surprises. And, <laughs> but I think one thing that people might not know about me is that I actually live in the house that I grew up in. So I am talking to you right now from the house that in this dining, I'm in the dining room where I have spent oh, wow. a zillion Thanksgivings and Christmases and all of the holidays together. My mother, when my father passed away, my mother actually sold the house to another couple. And then one day we moved back to the area and I just felt like this was where we were supposed to be. And total God thing, I came up and I called them up and said, Hey, is there any way you would sell us back this house? And they did not, there was no a sign in the yard, just a girl who wanted her house back and they <laughs> sold it back to us. And now um, this is where we are raising our children. That is awesome. I love that story. We have something else in common. Remember, we both lived in Kentucky. Now, I don't care to talk about those times in my life, but you had a pleasant experience. <laughs> yes, I love K- Kentucky. Is It's so beautiful. It I love the four seasons that are there, the rolling hills. Um, I like the location, kind of the center of um, America. I like, you know, there's a lot of different ways mm-hmm. you can go in the U.S., um, but I'm definitely glad to be back. Well, I'm certainly happy to have you back. And I know that the person listening to this podcast today is going to be glad you came back too, and that I met you because based on the conversation or the presentation you did during the chamber event, you are a wealth of information and you have grown a tremendous business just from being yourself and yourself is awesome. Just let me say thoroughly enjoyed you. So what I want people, just a little summary, what I want people to gather from our conversation is just how simple it is to to use what you have and who you are to grow your business. It's just a matter of truly committing, right, to who you are, being confident in that person and, and showing it and showing up as that person everywhere you go. But I want you to talk to us. I've got several questions in here that I think people could just get so much from. Let's go ahead and dive in. Um, I want to know from you, how did you find your entrepreneurial sweet spot? Like you told us, we've got your bio and I want you to tell us first, uh, like you already told us kind of something special about you, but tell us kind of where this came from, the sweet spot. How do you know? Okay. I love that question. Entrepreneurial sweet spot. Like I've never heard it put like that before. And I love that. phrasing. It actually, I was a mom staying at home. I have four kids and I was, my husband and I moved from Dallas to Kentucky and uh, we owned a business there. And just really, I was 
between you and I, I was lonely. I was there in a new area that I didn't know a lot of people and I had kids and I was, you know, working at the, I kind of volunteered at the school and helped out with the kids. And then one day I thought, you know what, I, I need some friends. Like I need friends. So I went online with, you know, and I thought I'm gonna start a blog and I never intended for it to be a business. I literally just went on and started sharing stories of my heart and I started sharing my home and fun easy decorating ideas and you know it wasn't until about six months in that I went to a blogging conference and at that conference there were all these people and they were making money and I'm like whoa 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 wait back <laughs> it up back up like you can make money for this what is happening you know and I think and I came back and really applied my marketing skills in the first month um I made a thousand dollars from my blog and wow. I, and it was then at that moment that I discovered within this, you know, little stay-at-home mom, I there beat the heart of an entrepreneur. And I think what's so exciting for someone listening to this podcast is that we are living in a day and age when anything is possible. I think the secret really is figuring out what you do better than anyone else and being yourself and communicating that to an audience and keeping it real, being authentic and being who you are. And if you're passionate and excited about it, then you will attract all of these people who love it just as much as you do. First, I don't even know where to start with this because <laughs> our stories are so similar. I don't think that when we met that I told you this. We didn't have time. We were talking about everything. We, I, I know, I know. But when I tell you our stories are so similar, my husband was um, got a job in Kentucky. I was forced. I went kicking and dragging to <laughs> Kentucky. They didn't know anyone. I too started a business there. I, I my daughters went to school. I volunteered, um, and that is sort of where my entrepreneurial jump off happened. Also, and so it's so funny that we're meeting with very, 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 very similar stories. I just love that about us. We're I good. love that. I love that, and it and it just goes to show that sometimes you know when things seem dark and they seem overwhelming and they seem they're right around that corner. There is some bright light. There is something exciting. Well, I was getting ready to ask you, do you think, because I think that it was because of, or the um, that was the catalyst for this birth of a business, right? Like it had to happen in order for us to realize that type of potential in ourselves. And I don't know if it, for me, it was, for you, it was, you were by yourself and you were trying to meet new people. For me, it was, I was just, I did not like it. And I needed to feel like I was something more than what I was in Kentucky, but it took me being in that space to really light a fire under me to start my business. So I don't know if it's, it's done out of necessity or out of I don't know what it's done out of, but it seems like when we're putting those, it put in those positions, that's when the light shines brighter. The light, the light may have been there, but it shines brighter because you're trying to like pull yourself out of something. You're trying to prove something to yourself. You're trying, whatever, you know. I, I agree 1,000%. 
thousand percent because I feel like when I was in Dallas, you know, I, I had these four kids and I was, I mean, I, we had a great network of family and friends all around us and I was very content. And when you're content, sometimes, you know, you're not on a search to find more things and right. look for opportunities. And it wasn't until I was removed from that kind of almost like a cocoon yes. of family and friends. And I went to this new land, you know, where, yes. where I just, I mean, just like I said before, I was just lonely. And I, and I, out of that came what All I of what even, you have. It's, you're awesome now. Like you were well, awesome then. Cause you said before, you've never had a shortage of confidence. So you were, you just kind of grew even more after you got there. So, you know, I I'm mean, happy to be on the. I'm happy to be riding the Carrie Ann train. No, actually. <laughs> I literally wake up every day, every day I wake up and I think, I cannot believe I am the luckiest person in the world to get to do what I do every day. So I don't even feel like it's work. I feel mm-hmm. like, it, so, I mean, when you and I were talking, we were like coming with all these ideas and you were pouring into me and telling me all of it. I mean, just, you're such an amazing coach. And you were like, have you thought about this? And what about this? I was like, oh, I haven't, but now I will. Thank well, you. Well, thank <laughs> you. At the end of this conversation, I want to see, I want to know what happened with that one idea. I did. Oh, you, I, oh, I know, oh. I know you did. I know you did. I can't wait to hear about it. Okay. So what advice would you give someone who doesn't know how to monetize their passion? Because we just spoke about that. You are a mom. You really are doing what you love. It doesn't feel like work. So basically you took what you were already doing and monetized it. So what advice would you give to someone to do that for themselves? I would encourage them to find a platform. And when I say a platform, there are a myriad, a plethora of platforms available. So whether you choose to um, communicate with people by email, whether you choose Facebook or Instagram or um, TikTok or YouTube, and I mean, I can go on and on and on. Whatever your platform is, you need to start because what you need and what's so amazing about the world that we live in is anyone can have a microphone, you know, start a podcast. I mean, anyone can have a microphone. And I think starting with that platform and really reaching out and communicating to your audience is really the starting point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then from there, I really feel like you know, if if this is your dream and something that you're passionate about, I would listen to podcasts like this one. I would um, listen. There's so many free resources online. There are free resources in your town. I would go. We've actually had um, a consult with a local free business coach here in the DFW area. There are so many. You can do that through your local chamber. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it was, he was amazing. And he gave us so many great ideas. I mean, I would network, I would reach out. I would just, I mean, as passionate as you are about whatever your it is, I would be that passionate and that hungry to learn more because the resources are there. You don't need a zillion dollars to figure it out. You just have to have the heart and the want to. I agree. I agree so much with that. Well, okay. We've talked about sort of how we got started and we talked about how we would sort of push forward, push through this fear to go out and get the thing that we want. But what are some of the lessons that you learned along the way? Maybe you're like, Ooh, I probably should have done that because, you know, we all, I just want it to be so apparent to people listening that even when you're successful, you, there were some bumps along the way, there were some lessons that had to be learned. And I think people are afraid of 
of learning the lesson or, or even getting to the point where there was a mistake or there was a failure or there was a misstep and they want everything to be perfect all the time. And it's just not possible for that to happen. And we have to manage our mindset. So what what's like a big lesson that you learned when you were growing your business? Oh my gosh, there's, <laughs> how much time do we have? I have... <laughs> I mean, I made so many mistakes along the way and from each of those mistakes I learned, but I definitely think one really big one is knowing what to focus on. I think that you almost have to have a laser-like focus on where you want to go because what happens in this world is you, you, let's say you start a blog, you start a blog and then, you know, this person reaches out to you and says, Oh, well, here's a fun idea. Or, Oh, Hey, do you want to do this? Or, Hey, you do you want, because once you have a platform, there are so many people that want, they want part of your time. They are excited about your platform and they want to, they want a piece of your platform sometimes. And you have to have the ability to say, that sounds great, but it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And almost keep your laser like focus on what you want to achieve and don't be afraid to say no. I think that um, somebody wise once said, we shouldn't be looking for more things to add on to our plate. We should be looking of, we should be looking for things that we need to remove from our plate. Mm-hmm. And which then once you clear the plate, it allows you to focus on what is, what is truly, truly important. That's true. You know, it's so funny. What was I just writing? I was writing a script for a video uh, this morning and I wrote the quote, jack of all trades, but master of none. Yep. And I just remember thinking that that was an issue I had myself this past year where I'm really good at a lot of different things, right? But I was too good at too many things and I needed to, like you said, focus on like just laser focus. I like the way you put that. Um, on what I was really trying to do, because then you can, you can grow, you can build. And once you grow and build the one thing, you get that good, then you can, you know, battle run itself and you can move to the next thing. That's such a good lesson because we all have that. I think a lot of us have that issue, especially if you're entrepreneurial minded and you, you know, cause you see a dollar in everything like, oh, I can make money with that. Oh, I could do that. Oh yeah, I'll do that because you know, you can, that's just part of the brain makeup, I think, of people who have an entrepreneurial spirit. So. I agree. Now, I also think a couple of other lessons that really come to mind is number one, I number two, excuse me, I feel like this is not a journey. Entrepreneurship is not a journey you should make without friends. I mm. feel like you need to surround yourself with an amazing group of friends that um, and maybe not people that have the same skill set as you find friends that have a skill set. So, you know, if you're really good at promoting and marketing, maybe find someone that's very good at putting together processes or maybe someone that is a very good um laying out a business plan and, and surround yourself and grow together. I think there's such gold in that. And then the, the last thing that I would say is I think in, in kind of sad news, when you do get a platform, there are people that are like, maybe <laughs> Not the nicest. I mean, I've right. had my share of of uh, challenges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at one time, somebody told me my front porch looked like a five year old decorated it. Which, <gasps> no, it is what it is. But but I think you have to realize it's like it's like our nature. Like you get a hundred amazing comments and and you get one mean comment, and we don't focus on the hundred. You we focus, focus on, on the, the mean. one mean comment. And I would just think, and and so sometimes 
a mean comment like that can derail someone. And they're like, well, I'm never doing this again because mm-hmm. my feelings and, you know, and I'd say, we are not here for that person. Right. We're here for the hundred people. Right. And by letting one troll or one mean person derail you, you are losing the opportunity to be a light to all of these other people. So just, I always think in my mind, I think they probably have shag carpet, green shag carpet. <laughs> <in their house. laughs> They'd be lucky to have a porch like the porch I have. You know? they're, so, they're living a Scooby-Doo life with green shag right. carpet. <laughs> Let's go. And so I just, you know, you got to focus and believe in yourself. And, you know, we all have amazing inside of us. We just have to find it. That is, that's, that's absolutely true. And I think too, I, when I look at people and the complaints or the problems or whatever, I'm just like, okay, what, something must be going on in their life that they felt that it was so necessary to ruin (laughs) my day. Like, what I feel bad for that person that they had nothing else to do but to say something negative to me so yeah I love those lessons those are great lessons so how did you because you mentioned that you raised four kids in this house and you have moved from Kentucky to Dallas Dallas to Kentucky tell me because I really think I really have harped on this last year especially and I used to say um, work-life balance. But what I learned is that there's really no such thing as work-life balance, but I sort of coined work-life harmony because we live our life congru- We live our life congruently. We don't, li- we don't live it linearly. Like you don't like do this as family. And then you're a business person. You're a business person and a mom all at the same time. So it doesn't matter what is going on with the contract or with a collaborator. If your kid's sick, that has to be taken care of. And so life has to happen. How did you manage all of that? How did you find that harmony? Or do you feel like you found that harmony? I feel like sometimes as moms, especially when my kids were younger, I had a certain amount of guilt. I had a, mm-hmm. I had guilt because I was pouring myself into this business and getting it up off the ground. And, you know, I was trying to work late at night when you're starting a blog or any kind of online business, you know, it's sometimes not for the faint of heart. I mean, I spent, I worked, you know, 70, 80 hour weeks trying to get enough content out there and do my social media before I could afford to hire people Mm -hmm. to help me with everything. And so, you know, I would, I would try desperately to get everything done when the kids were, you know, in school. And then I would try desperately to get it done after they were in bed. But sometimes it did kind of spill over. And I, I carried around this guilt with me for, for quite a while. And then one day something amazing happened. My daughter. So I have two boys and then I have twin daughters. They're my babies. And they went, they graduated from high school and they are, um, have just gone to Baylor university. So they're at Baylor and Um, as they were getting ready for college, one of the twins turned to me and she said, mom, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for showing me that you can achieve anything if you put your heart into it Mm. and being a role model for me and showing me that you believed in yourself and you believed you can do it. And I believe I want to be an entrepreneur mom, and I want to have my own um, online shop. And I, and the other twin is is diving in and she's saying I want to do this mom and it's like as if me living my dreams all that guilt that I carried with me it 
it just went away. It just went away. Yes, because I realized what I was doing was in trying to have that work-life harmony. And I tried with every fiber to have that harmony going on. And, but I still felt guilty. I felt like I wasn't, oh gosh, I didn't do enough for my work mm-hmm. or I didn't do enough for my kids. And, and in the end, me doing what I love and my daughter seeing that is worth more than anything. Like I wouldn't change a step of my journey because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now they realize the potential. And as female entrepreneurs, they realize what they can accomplish. Right. I, when I'm teaching and when I'm coaching people, especially moms, young moms who are like starting a business and they have a little bit of that guilt. That's something that I do share with them because I was living in Kentucky with uh four-year-old twins and a, a two-week-old baby. That's when I moved to Kentucky. <laughs> and so I'm in the middle of preschool, um, mom's day out, all that stuff. And I, I had a uh, babysitting company at that time where I had um and then I ended up doing Premier Designs Jewelry, but I did feel a little bit of guilt, especially when they were that small. But as they got older and were able to help, what I did was I just incorporated them in the business and I made a game of them putting stickers on my catalogs or, you know, you know, made a game with the clothes open on the door when I was like making calls or something like that. But I've also always sort of just included just the caveat that. I work from home and I've got three children. So if you hear someone in the background or if something's happening, I mean, it's just life, you know? And I just sort of make sure that that's known because I can't stop that. I can't, and I can't feel bad or or, or scared that someone's going to hear my baby crying in the background or something like that because it's just life and it happens. Yeah. Um, but I love that. And I feel the same way as you is that my girls, that's the lesson I want them to see is that mom works really hard. And she's achieving her goals. And I want that same for myself, whether it's having your own business or whatever other career you're in, I want them to know that they can, and I don't think it's being selfish, but they can do what they love and still show up, you know, for other people. The harmony, I think, can definitely be there. A hundred percent. Yeah, the balance, when you try to balance it, you always feel like, oh, I'm doing more for this than I am for this. Oh my, I can't do anything because, you know, but if you just look at it, like it all works together, you know, some days I'm going to do more of this and some days I'm going to do more of that. But by the time when you put it all on paper, it evens out because I'm honest with everyone. Well, I love the idea of incorporating your kids into what you do, because I think it's, it's so important for their, when you have so much joy in something and you love something and, you know, and your kids seeing you getting excited about it and, you know, I mean, my kids read my blog, like they, oh, like my son, today, my son said, Oh, good blog post, mom. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> okay, let's go. I, I consider that the highest of compliments. But anyway, when your kids like what you did, that's great. That's like, can't get a Pulitzer better, you know, <laughs> so exactly. like, my kids loved it. So absolutely. So like I said, your social media talk was, it, it was, it was simple, but it was so good. Like, it was just really good. And I, I pray that other people got from it what I got from it. And I cannot wait to sit down with you over coffee after the new year, because I know you've got a big trip coming up, but I'm going to pick your brain when you get back, you best believe. So before I let you go, the name of this podcast is CEO, the CEO Mindset Podcast. And like I said, in, in this podcast, there have been a couple of times throughout my journey where my mindset had to shift in order for me to level up. 
the next time. And so I wanted to ask you, um, because CEO means constantly evolving and being open to failing forward, which I think is something else we just talked about, failing forward. Tell me, how do you constantly evolve? What do you do for yourself that gives you like more, I don't know, something to build on, something to look forward to, but that you're not afraid of failing forward with? I, I love this question because it's so timely. So yesterday, <laughs> um, yesterday, I went to an amazing Christmas party that was full to the brim of all of these incredible female entrepreneurs that are doing things that I wish I was going to do one day. I mean, they're owning companies and they're running incredible businesses. And I just got to sit there and, and listen to all of their stories. And they were using acronyms. I had no idea. I'm like, I don't <laughs> what is she talking about? No, just smile, no. smile and wave, boys. <laughs> smile and wave. <laughs> I, I literally turned to my friend and said, what does that mean? Like, thought, oh, yeah, great. Oh, good. Yes, I'm I'm on that. Yes, for sure. And I came home and I said to my husband, this is such an amazing question because I came home and said to my husband, we need to treat this blog and all of its extensive revenue streams as a true corporation. We need a business plan. We need an action plan. We need a mission statement. We need to, and we have all of those in very rough form. I mean, mostly half of them right. are my mind. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I think it's because the as the blog continues to grow, and now I'm really doing a deep dive into corporate consulting, and which we have to talk about after. Because oh, I can't wait. I know that's a whole other discussion. But anyway, I'm, I'm really starting to help smaller tech companies, um, which is something I've just started doing this year. Smaller tech companies really reach influencers like myself mm. so companies that are trying to reach our population there's a tool or an app or something right. that they want creators to use but they don't know how to reach the creator population I am you know that I'm that consultant that can come along and say hey I am a cr creator right. I know how creators think well that was something that was just born of a, a company reached out and then I, I finished that company. They recommended me to another company and it's just kind of really grown. Well, that's a whole nother arm of the business. So it's like, we need to put all of this down on paper and create almost like pathways and, right. um, and a business to mind map it out. So that's that right. Can. Exactly. Well, that was a pivot as of, Oh wait, yesterday. Oh, so wow. when you say that that's every, everyone should be open. And I'm yes. so passionate about this. Everyone should be open and realize if you always did what you always do, you're always going to always get, get always. what you always got. That is right. I love chatting with you. I really do appreciate you for being on the podcast. Again, you are a wealth of information. And I promise you, if you're listening to this podcast, it is going to be broken up into 35,000 different ways. <laughs> so you will have ample opportunities to hear the amazing, the amazing information that she shared with us. And I'm pronouncing your name wrong. I just realized you're Kari Ann not care. Oh yes, but I don't, I, I'm just happy people are calling me. I don't care at all. Like well, I'm, I'm going to get it right. So Karianne did a fantastic job today and I will put all of her information in the show notes so that you can reach her. You can check out her amazing blog and see that beautiful blue rug that I was talking about um, and all the other fantastic things that she has going on over there. And I'm getting ready to get off because there's a lot I want to talk to her about after the show, which 
I won't share with you guys until later, until later, of course, when she's done. But for now, thank you so much for joining me, Kari Ann. I really appreciate all this amazing knowledge that you just shared with us. And I do hope that you'll come back again, especially once we get the program off the ground. I want to share it with you so you can go through it and you can tell me what you thought. But until then, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been the CEO Mindset Podcast, where we are constantly evolving and being open to failing and failing forward, I might add, so that we can level up, be better, do better. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, profession, or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.